two things really, really well. Um, and we want to focus on these two things in our church. And, and one is the Sunday morning experience, uh, and the other is life groups. So from day one, uh, LifePoint set out with those two things in mind. And, um, and that's just really been beneficial because when you have that, that really specific focus, it helps drive everything. So when you're talking about life groups from stage, from day one, and you're stressing how important it is, and it's not an afterthought, it's like, this is what we do, then that's a big deal. And people understand that, okay, if I'm not plugged into a life group, uh, then I'm going to be missing out on 50% or more of what LifePoint does. Because everything that we do outside of Sunday morning worship funnels itself through life groups, and that's on purpose. So all of our serving, all of our mission, that's all through life group. You're listening to the Send Columbus podcast, a conversation for developing strategies and sharing stories as we plant churches everywhere for everyone. Your hosts are Sin City missionary Chad Grigsby and church planting catalyst Jason Phillips. Welcome back to the Sin Columbus podcast. I am Jason Phillips, your Columbus CPC. I am joined by, I won't call you Charles, Chad you. Grigsby, our SCM. Yeah. Welcome, Chad. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. <laughs> we have our good buddy with us today. Yes, very good buddy. Like I usually call everybody our good friend and it's our good buddy. Lie, this but. is actually really true. <laughs> like we send Nathan, Nathan sends TikToks to us that are hilarious. Yeah. Often weird. Very weird. Yeah. They're yeah. always Nathan has like a flavor of weirdness that I like I tried to describe it to Lee and it's just really indescribable. Yeah. But as soon as I send something and I watch it, or even if I'm watching TikTok myself, I'll I'll see a video and I go, Nathan would like this. Nathan see, Shireman would like that. It's kinda hard to describe, but you can if you know yeah. it or if you see it, you know it. It's I don't think TikTok knows what to do with me. The, al- <laughs> the, algorithm, <laughs> the algorithm is really messed up. It the algorithm's so confused. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh I get some cool stuff on there. But you're also kind of notorious, at least around here for for putting random objects in people's offices yeah i i think i've started that trend and then <laughs> uh, i get payback quite a bit you do so, get payback yeah anything from mannequin heads to just weird things trophies like goodwill trophies you put you put an uh, uh awful lot of trophies in my office one time well you you're number one chad <laughs> I think they were all second place trophies. Yeah, probably. What is it? What were you trying to tell me? I don't know. I've <laughs> definitely opened cabinets and drawers yes. multiple times and, and found, found mannequin heads yeah. and been yeah. extremely <laughs> disturbed. Uh, and my next thought is always Nathan was here. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta keep it lively. That's yeah. that's what I say. Hey, it's always fun. You're you're fun, Nathan. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. So Nathan is our community life pastor at our Lewis Center Campus for LifePoint. So Nathan, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself and also what your role is um, as the How you came to be here would be Yeah, maybe that's how I came to be here. Yeah. So um, I was involved in multiple church plants up until LifePoint. And um, uh, we, when my wife and I hit LifePoint, we had just um, been in one of our uh, failed church plants, Mm. number three, I think it was. (laughs) And uh, uh, we were dead set on trying to find a giant church to be a part of because we just (laughs) didn't want to go through the whole church planting process again. Uh, But we rolled into LifePoint one Sunday morning. In fact, um, I I was the only one that attended and uh, uh, my wife was at home. And I remember thinking to myself, how am I going to convince my wife to come to life point because this is the place. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. So it all worked out. We're here and we got to see, you know, we started like 50 some people up in Delaware and now, wow. you know, uh, we're in our brand new building, which is really exciting. So, uh, so I started, so you guys were here, came in when 
came to life point? Oh, I'm not good with dates, but early on, like right as the um, um, Life Point had uh, merged with the Delaware Baptist, yeah. which was around 2006. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So Something 15 like years. Yeah, it's been a was while. Was it Dean's gray hair that really ran? <laughs> at the time, he didn't have it. <laughs> really? Yeah. At the nope. You look at those original built uh, videos and stuff. No gray hair. There you go. What is so? Did you do it? Did hair? you do it to him? Is that the question? Probably, yeah. <laughs> most likely, yeah. So, so you connected with LifePoint, yeah, connected as a, with just LifePoint. as a member. Yep, just as a member, and then um, early, early on, uh, Dean took me to lunch and said, "Hey, by the way, um, we think that you should uh, <laughs> kind of organize a, a team here, a hospitality team." So, kind of started the connections team. How many? How many people's stories start with Dean took me to lunch? <laughs> yeah. A lot. A lot. I think you want to do this. <laughs> yes, With yes. These Jedi mind tricks. And like, I want to yes, do this. Yes. yes. Yeah. I remember the time saying, oh, no, yeah, you know, I, that'd be great. I'd, I'd love to do that. You know, I'll just do it as a volunteer basis. He's like, oh, no, 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 you're not volunteering. We're going to have you, you know, we're, we need to pay you. So that way we can tell you exactly what to do. Right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Put but, that line in your, they're like, uh, anything else that the church needs. <laughs> yeah. 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 So really launched the connections team here and then, um, uh, Started as a connections, the LifePoint's first connection director. Um, and then uh, about four years ago or so, always worked with uh, Pastor Troy with life groups um, uh, on the side. And about four years ago, uh, felt a calling to do full-time ministry and came on board as a community life pastor here and overseeing all the life groups now. And yeah. still, connections is under... Um, and next steps. Yeah, and, and next steps. Uh, and some other thing. <laughs> Launch pathway. Nathan runs this place no, on Sunday no, mornings, it's not, but it's, not it's not a true. team effort, guys. Yeah, it's yeah. a team it's, effort. It's not not true, though. You know, it's very true. So we really wanted you to come on to talk about life groups, talk yeah. about small groups, because uh, I think a lot of planters have in their mind kind of what they want to do, um, but they don't always play that out on what's that actually going to look like in the life of our church. So thought yeah. it'd be really good for, for you just to speak into that. So starting off, talk about LifePoint's model of groups and yeah. why LifePoint does what it does in the specifics of how they do groups. Yeah, absolutely. So I was really lucky to inherit a life group system that was already running really, really well. Uh, Pastor Troy, Troy Palermo, he, um, uh, I like to call him the godfather of life groups. <laughs> uh, he will probably hate that term. He's an Italian man. He's bald. It, just, <laughs> it makes sense. It does. Yeah, it does kind of fit. It does, it? does yeah. make sense. But he had it all running really well. Um, but he looked at a n number of different models. And um, what he settled in on, I think, is um, just an excellent model, especially for the way that um, LifePoint does life groups. It just, uh, from the get-go, we've, we've talked about how we do two things really, really well. Um, and we want to focus on these two things in our church. And, and one is the Sunday morning experience, uh, and the other is life groups. So from day one, uh, LifePoint set out with those two things in mind. And, um, and that's just really been beneficial because when you have that, that really specific focus, it helps drive everything. So yeah. when you're talking about life groups from stage from day one, and you're stressing how important it is, and it's not an afterthought, it's like, this is what we do, then that's a big deal. And people mm -hmm. understand that, okay, if I'm not plugged into a life group, uh, then I'm going to be missing out on 50% or more of what LifePoint does. Because everything that we do outside of Sunday morning worship funnels itself through life groups, and mm -hmm. that's on purpose. So all of our serving, all of our mission, that's all through life groups. Um, 
and the connectivity and that type of thing. So yeah, it's kind of where we're at with uh, life groups. So we do a home rotation model. Um, we rotate from home to home on purpose because we um, want to avoid, in a lot of ways, using the church building uh, because we want to be out in the neighborhoods. We want to be out um, where the people are that are not yet connected to life groups. So when 20 people pull up to a house on Wednesday night and your neighbors are all asking, well, what's going on? You know, then you can talk to them about it. Say, yeah, we have life group here every other night or, so, or every other week or something like that. You can invite them to uh, life group that way. So it's just one of those uh, home rotation models really helps with the idea of that missional mindset. Yeah. And child care is one of the unique things I think that LifePoint does pretty well because I think planters are always asking, all right, but what do we do with the kids? Yeah. Because I think that's why a lot of people um, set, settled on Sunday school, you know, a, a, as a great model is there's child care and you come to the building. And so what do you do with kids at, at LifePoint? Yeah, it's a it's again a, a unique situation here, and, we, <laughs> and an ever evolving one, really. An ever evolving one. That's right. We call it wildlife. Yeah. There's a reason we call it wildlife because it is wild. It is wild. <laughs> Absolutely wild. But I tell you what, um, there again, there are a hundred different models for this, but this one seems to, while it has its challenges, seems to really again, if you think about the mission behind it, really lends itself to. Um, I think the best strategy for what we're doing. So wildlife is um, the kids actually come with the adults to group. Um, and then the rotation happens between adults where they go to the basement or go to a separate room while the adults are having time uh, in facilitation to actually have their own wildlife time in that separate room. And so they have materials to teach through um, and then the kids get to fellowship together um, I always like to say, you know, if, if you're really going to understand, if you're going to be with people in your life group and you really want to understand the family dynamic of that life group uh, and, and those people in your life group, then you really need to see the full family, right? Mm -hmm. You really need to interact with the full family. Yeah. So if you're just dropping kids off for childcare somewhere, um, you know, at a church building or something like that, you're never going to have that interaction with the kids. You're never going to see how that family dynamic really works. Mm -hmm. So this allows um, everyone in the life group to kind of know one another to the full extent. Uh, it also raises up the next generation, teaches the next generation. So the curriculum that we use uh, teaches uh, about um, Jesus and about the gospel message, and it helps just uh, the adults um, not only uh, teach the kids and, and learn how to teach the kids, but then the kids get to learn from different sets of adults too, which is really cool. So you get yeah. to see like faith lived out uh, in, in a, a wide variety of adults in that group. So yeah. uh, that's kind of what wildlife is all about. That's why we do it. Mm. Uh, it's definitely not easy at times. There are challenges <laughs> that come with it, yeah. but it's worth it. If you've ever served on wildlife and been trapped in the basement with 20 other kids, <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it, it gives you the sweats. Yeah, it's, but it, it's intimidating, but it can be fun too. It's I've so much it. of a bonding time though, too. Yeah. Cause like if yeah. two guys go down there <laughs> right. and they, they're serving in wildlife together yeah. And then they come back up from the basement. They're like, we survived wildlife. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that we should kind have t-shirts that said, yeah. I survived wildlife. That's that huge bonding experience of, we did it, man. We're yeah. good. We, yeah. we helped these kids, you know. <laughs> it is funny because because I was a student pastor before I moved into this role. I feel like people just expected me to, like, be able to know exactly what to do in wildlife. So every, yeah. Yeah. and I was, I was always down there with another guy. And so we get down there and they look at me and say, okay, what are we doing? <laughs> 
Uh, we're we're co-leading this, yeah. but that's yeah. that's cool. I'll figure it out. I actually served with your wife Leah uh, one time, you lucked out and, then, and yeah. I just let her. Do that. Yeah. I was like, "What do you need, Leah? I'm here to support you." Yeah. I did luck Teacher out. Teacher Leah came out, I'm sure, yeah. and commanded that. But one of the other cool things I think about life groups at LifePoint is uh, just our model model of multiplication yeah. and how that's really yeah. in the DNA of all of our life groups. So, can you share a little bit about the vision behind that and why we? Um, want all of our groups to be multiplying groups. Yeah, so multiplying groups, I think, signify a very healthy life group structure. And um, we multiply groups very often. Um, you may have heard the term like closed group before, and, and we try not to have any closed groups. We want to keep inviting people. Again, it's that missional mindset of who isn't here yet, you know, let's invite them in. Um, so when a group gets to be, you know, a certain size, um, uh, maybe 20 some adults and 15 some kids or sometimes there's more kids than adults and that type of thing that happens. Um, (laughs) There are times where you look at multiplying and, and um, so we're always talking about co-leadership. We're always talking about um, remembering the mission behind why we do what we do. If we keep multiplying groups, if we keep having um, uh, co-leaders step up and then lead their own group and finding more co-leaders, that just creates more and more space for people coming in uh, Life Point is we've been blessed to be a growing church and it's growing by leaps and bounds. So we want to have places for people to plug in. So it's that reminding our leaders that it's a, a missional thing. It's reminding our leaders that um, we need to be talking to people on Sunday mornings and inviting people who are not connected to groups into groups. Uh, again, that whole neighborhood uh, mentality of inviting neighbors and friends and coworkers to Life Group. We've actually had some people, um, which is a really great story, we've actually had some people connect to life groups before they even set foot in the life point mm. building, which wow. is awesome. That, yeah. that just is a testament to the model of, you know, they get comfortable with a smaller group and then they would have never stepped foot in a church, mm-hmm. you know, this size. Um, but because they have a life group now, because they have that connectivity, now they feel comfortable and they trust that smaller group. So now they're going to come to church and, and experience the Sunday morning worship, which is really cool. So yeah. multiplication is a big deal around here. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure you would say, like, it's hard to multiply groups. It is. It is really difficult. I mean, Chad and I were in the same life group for mm-hmm. a couple terms, and the, that group I was actually in for several years before that, and um, so it was hard to, to multiply out of that. But um, I actually just did a training with Nathan last last week mm-hmm. um, because I'm becoming a life group leader now. Congratulations. And Nathan is an amazing uh, trainer and teacher, all that stuff. Oh, it was a really, you. really good um, training, but... Um, one of the things I said was that one of the cool things was that our group started with three couples and now we're all leading life groups. Yeah. Mm. And mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It, it's sad to have to go our separate ways, but at the same time, we're able to reach and lead more people because we're doing it um, on our own and not being in a holy huddle altogether. Yeah. So. Because what happens is um, it, you'll get this closed um, group mentality and then it becomes a stagnant group to some degree you're all really comfortable with each other. You're not thinking about other people. You're not thinking about the mission. Um, and that can be a real problem. So, um, I just, I love the fact that we have leaders that will step out, multiply. And a lot of the time people will say, Oh, well, I'm never going to get to see those people again. You know, well, that's just, that's just a a lie. It's a, you're going to see the people that you really want to see. You're going to connect with them outside of life group. Um, I connect with the people that I was in life group with more 
now than I did when I was actually in life group with them because I get to uh -huh. spend some quality time with them. We, you know, work on play dates and going out to dinner with one another and that type of thing. We're in life group, you know, you've got a whole bunch of people all at once you're trying to com communicate and connect with. Mm -hmm. Now you get some like set time with your friends that you've made in life group. So mm -hmm. everyone always has that fear when it comes to multiplication about, well, they're never going to be my friends again if I'm not in life group with them. And that's just, it's not true. I mean, yeah. and I feel like it's the same thing, honestly, with church planting where you multiply a campus or you send out a group of people and you're like, I'll never see them again. Yes. And we're losing people and it's not going to be the same. And it's like, how about look at what you get to do for the kingdom of God and you get to yes. be a part of. Yeah, and um, look at how many new people you're going to get to meet. Yeah. Which is really cool, too. Absolutely. So, Nathan, one of the things I think planters want when it comes to groups is how do we get a high engagement percentage of our congregation? How do, how do we get the majority of our congregation into groups? So if you could speak to that. Mm -hmm. And then how do you develop, how do you go about, you talked about multiplication, I guess this, that maybe that's the way, but how do you get new people to your church into groups? So yeah. kind of those two, I see those maybe two sides of the same coin. Kind of talk about those two ideas now, how they could do that better. Yeah. Well, engagement is really, really important to us. Um, and what, by the way, what is life point at what percentage of people who attend on Sunday morning? Go to yeah, groups? It's, it's pretty wild. Uh, you won't believe me when I say it, but typically we run between 85 to 95% engagement. Okay. And usually it's in the nineties. Okay. Um, which I tell that to people and they're like, no, that that's not right. I'm like, yeah, it really is. Mm. And again, it goes back to that being a singular focus for us. So from stage um, all throughout our advertisement, all throughout our lobby spaces, we're pointing to life groups. We're having life group fairs. We have the life group catalogs. Um, we're constantly talking about life groups. Um, and that, that's a big deal. And again, if it's that a uh, little bit of that FOMO happening, right? Fear of missing <laughs> out where people, they attend LifePoint and before they know it, they're like, well, I'm not really connecting to much of anybody. Well, have you joined a life group? No, I haven't. Then they join the light life group and the, the light bulb clicks on. And they're like, ah, okay, I see what I was missing. So that's really where the, um, that's why we have such high engagement because I think people realize that um, after you attend here for a while, if you don't get plugged in the life group, you're going to miss out on a lot of stuff mm -hmm. that we do. You didn't mention it, but I also think one of the unique things about LifePoint is that we have the terms that make it really yeah. easy to jump in. Can you share a little bit about oh, that? Yeah. Yeah, the, the term structure is uh, really set up for that. Um, you know, the, the leaders uh, think that, yeah, we, we have a term break because, you know, we need to rest a little bit. And that's true. You know, we'd like to give a term break to um, have our leaders rest and to regroup. But really what that's for is for onboarding. So we'll have three terms during the year. And uh, each term lasts about 12 to 14 weeks. And then in between each of those terms, you have about a three to five week break. Um, and that break is really to um, onboard new people. So if you go to someone and you say, hey, we're going to uh, start life groups in January and we're going to um, run those life groups until December, we want you to join a life group. Mm. They're looking at that saying, uh, you want me to join something for 52 weeks? Like yeah. That's going to be tough. But if you say to them, hey, jump into a life group term, it'll last for 12 weeks. They're like, okay, I can give that a shot. And mm -hmm. then they get hooked and they're like, oh, this is great. You know, I love this. So that's where the terms are really, really um, essential to what we do. Because in that term break, we have our life group fairs. We have our uh, leader huddles. 
we, we gear up, we make crazy amounts of announcements, we have the catalog that comes out. Uh, there's a bunch of different things that we do to promote life groups. And then people who are new to LifePoint, they're like, oh, everybody's jumping in. This is the time to jump in. And that's where we get hundreds of people joining into life groups. So, so a couple of verbiages there. T- mm-hmm. Talk about what is a life group fair yeah. and what is a life group catalog? Life group fair is so explanatory, right? <laughs> petting zoos, yeah, so petting like carnival rides, <laughs> carnival and rides. candy, and <laughs> turkey legs. Turkey legs. Yeah. Oh, you gotta have the turkey legs. Actually, if I had, I knew you liked turkey legs. I just <laughs> looked at you and I knew. I love turkey legs. If too. I had turkey legs in the life group fair, I think we'd, our engagement would go sky. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. So life group fair is a. Uh, we have that one time um, during the term break. And it's a, a from stage, we'll announce that we're having a life group fair. They can go out to the lobby. We'll have a bunch of different life group leaders out there um, representing all different types of life groups. So if you're not connected to a life group, then you get to meet some of the people, some of our coaches, some of our life group leaders, and directly connect with them and, and just make that instant connection. So that yeah. way when you show up to life group, you already know a face, you've already had a conversation, that type of thing. It's just a great way to promote uh, what life groups are doing. So you do that the week before launch or? It depends, but okay. typically the week before lunch, si- okay. launch, sometimes we've done um, it the, the actual day of launch. Okay. Um, it just really depends okay. on how the schedule all lines out. But and, and the catalog mm-hmm. is all the life groups. For yeah, that the catalog term. is a labor of love. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a long time. We start planning the catalog even before the term ends to get mm-hmm. to the next catalog. But it's just so critical. That is the one piece that I could point to. That we get this in everybody's hands. It lists all the different groups, what they're studying, the times that they're meeting, the leaders' uh, names, phone numbers, that type of thing, so people can connect with them directly. Um, area of the city, what the city, studying, like it's all that. Yeah, do they offer wildlife? Big. Yeah, do yeah. they offer wildlife in the front so, of the catalog? It talks about life groups, frequently asked questions about life groups. Yeah, This is a really great tool that we have, and it takes a long time to produce and many, many, many eyes on it, but it's worth it. So so if maybe some planters listening to this, they want to connect with you. Mm-hmm. You okay with that? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm literally connecting with someone from another church probably once every two weeks. Okay. I mean, it's just... Um, they're all like asking how we do certain things. And I love that. That is, that is like one of my favorite things to do is to and meet with what's people the best way for them to do that. Nathan's at life. Yeah. Point Nathan Ohio. S at life point, Ohio.com. <laughs> yeah. Nathan's. I wish I had a great Nathan. What's your TikTok handle you can give them? <laughs> you know, I, I honestly don't know that. I don't, I have never posted anything to TikTok. I just, I should rent out my, algorithm if i could do that <laughs> if you want to see, see what's stuff. going on in oh, nathan's that. brain this is yeah. yeah this is what it so is so nathan s at lifepointohio.com yep. before we let you go and thanks for jumping on here you bet uh one piece of advice around groups that you give to planters that maybe you haven't already mentioned like Ooh, that's it well or even I, if you have mentioned it, you just want to double down on, if you um, want to double down on something that's fine. But I would say I would go back to don't let life groups be an afterthought. Okay. Um, and so that's a big one. But then also talk to your leaders about never leading alone. That's a mm. big deal. Um, if you, if you, especially in small church plants, and I felt this when I was a, uh, in church planting, um, 
you're leading alone is tough mm. and you will crumble very, very, very quickly. Wow. If you don't have a co-leader, if you don't have a family that you can really rely on. Um, so delegate um, within the group, find a bunch of different ways that people can plug into the group and use their gifts and talents in the group. Because it, remember, it's not the leader's group, it's everyone's group. Mm. And so if you can delegate, uh, what we do is we delegate core values here within our groups and that just really brings life to the group and it brings ownership to the group yeah and that's a big deal so so if you were gonna have you have eight leaders mm -hmm. you would do four groups with co-leaders rather than eight groups let's say that again like if you had to pick you have eight leaders yeah you would do four groups oh, yeah. so that each would have two rather than do eight groups. oh absolutely yeah 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 co-leadership is so yeah. important yeah it's it's you've got to have that that uh support system that safety net Otherwise, you're going to have life group leaders lead for a couple terms. They're going to show mm. up and say, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like, you don't want that. You want mm -hmm. longevity in your life group leadership. It's really yeah. important, and that's how the groups keep multiplying. We had dinner with a family the other night who I think have been life group leaders for 12 years. Oh, that's At the awesome. Krells? Oh, yeah, yeah. 10 to 12 years, Yep. right? The Krells. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, they, they actually started coming to LifePoint. Got plugged into my life group, and we multiplied out. We I raised them up as leaders, and uh, wow. they multiplied out, and they've been leading ever since. Crazy, incredible, incredible family. Yeah. yeah. Well, Nathan, thank you so much Thanks, for Nathan. Yeah, just literally, literally, just jumping. <laughs> in yeah, just jumped today. in. We already had it set up, so it's like, hey, you think we can grab Nathan and bring him in here to talk about life groups? Well, everyone so we knows did that. I love to talk. So, hey, well, we appreciate it, man. <laughs> this was awesome. This is really helpful, really good. So, thanks for taking time. Thanks for checking out today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And remember, every church is a multiplying church in the making.